Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Vikings one for five on third down this afternoon. Pressure. Cousins. The signal on the field is that it was intercepted by Tremaine Edmonds. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Bears lose to the Minnesota Vikings 19-13, to and we get the opportunity to chat about it. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. You're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com, taking your phone calls right now. Ah, so upset. I don't want to hear about it. I want. I really do want to hear about. It. I want to hear. I want to hear what 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 is frustrating you? Because there's so much to be frustrated about. But what are you frustrated about? Like, what is it? What is that thing that's frustrating you with this team specifically right now? Because you could go in a lot of different directions. And today on six seventy to score that we are certainly going to do. Dustin Rhodes pregame show begins at five o'clock. And of course, Olin Krutz, DJ Moore, Brad Biggs. On the show with the fellas at the top of every hour, 7, 8, and 9, respectively. Bernstein and Holmes, they got Anthony Heron and Dan Weederer at 11 and 12. And then Parkinson Spiegel, Kurt Warner jumps on the show at 2.40. Mark Grody at 4 o'clock. Then Jalen Johnson is going to hang out with the guys at 5 p.m. But let's go to the phone lines. I want to hear from you. 312-644-6767. What is frustrating you about the Chicago Bears team? Let's go to Phil. From Ottawa, Phil, if you were to point to one area of this Bears team that is certainly frustrating, what would it be? Yeah, hey, how you doing, brother? Yeah, offensive line, defensive line, big time. You can go ahead and go out there and draft whatever pretty quarterback you want to draft. Go ahead, do it. I dare you. And that guy is going to be about as good as what you got right now. If you don't get these guys in there, get some all-pro linemen, all-pro defensive line. You guys had them for a little bit with Mitch. You guys went to the playoffs. Got you. Got to get that. If you don't get that, you're dead to water. Yeah. No. The, no quarterback can do it by himself. Yeah. I mean, this this we know, right? And I think to win to win consistently in the NFL, Phil, you gotta you gotta have high level quarterback play. This isn't the '90s anymore, where you can have mediocre quarterback and a really good defense, and be taken to the promised land. 
just does, does not. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree with you totally. It, I mean, but how are you going to figure that out if you got guys that can't even snap the damn ball? Right? <laughs> Wasn't that frustrating I mean, to I mean, watch? I, I mean, how how's that even going to happen? You know, uh, you know. I don't know, man. I watched Justin Fields when he first came into the league. The kid was the kid was excited. He wanted to play. Pretty damn dynamic. I would say not too bad for a rookie season. But yeah, what I'm seeing now, man. I mean, it's pretty bad. Yeah, the team as a whole. I mean, they they they. You know, it's one thing, and this is something that I've that I've thought about. It's one thing if for. Like, if you look at other teams that are trying to develop a quarterback or, you know, whatever it is, the team is at least decent, you know? You're piling together, you know, six, seven wins at the very least, and, you know, you can suffer through that because there's there's bright spots on the team. And I think the big issue with this Bear squad is currently constructed. It just, it's it's void of talent, right? I mean, you have, obviously, you got DJ Moore. We know that. But where else can you point and be like, there's a, there's a killer there, Jalen Johnson? All right, one cornerback position. <laughs> <clears throat> so we got one on defense, one on offense. There, there are 20 other positions that we got to be worried about. Donna Wright, it's good, but he's not a stud yet. Tevin Jenkins, stud, but not healthy. Cole Komet, eh. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what are you really talking about? Like, where, where is the talent on this team? Well, let's take a cause and find out. 312 644 67 67 let's go out to Nate in Crystal Lake so Nate you still you still believe in Justin Fields and his 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 ability to be a top 10 quarterback in this league I believe he can be I think the problem is the coaching has got to be better with him you know I think we were expecting so much more out of him in the offseason we haven't seen it and I know we see it in games where he misses guys wide open and stuff like that but you got to put that on the coaching to fix it you know and not to target your top wide receiver who had the biggest game a week ago and to have only two catches in the first half. And when we have all these other voids that we need to fill, I mean, we need to – what are we going to do, draft somebody else and then set ourselves back two more years on a QB before they start going? I think – and when you're given the offensive line and he's only getting a second or two to throw the ball, it's got to be hard. I mean, we got to – I think we got other positions to focus on and see what we actually had with Justin Fields. And on top of that, until we start scoring, you know, 24 points a game plus, we're not going to be competing at a high level in the NFL. You know, it's just that's how it is. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate part. I mean, it, that is how it is. But, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm curious what your level of faith is in Justin Fields, though. Just as all, well. put aside the offensive line, put aside you know coaching. Just like Justin Fields, what's your thoughts on him? I think if we let him use his weapon and let him use his legs and roll out and have more designed bootlegs and stuff to get away from some of that pressure, I think he could be, you know, decent enough to show us some talent rather than you know trying to leave him in the pocket and do some things that we're trying to do with him. We got to let him have his natural ability and see what he has first. You know, we got to. But damn, Nate, 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 Nate. This is the this is the one issue I have with. Let's see what we have. Like, bruh, you've watched enough football in your life. You know 
You know already. I was talking to Corey Wooten about this earlier. Like, Corey and I, we've been doing this for six years together, watching Bears games. Six years I get to sit next to Corey Wooten, former Bear, and talk about this kind of stuff. I was looking at the first half stats. I think I think he was like, what, six for 10 for 60 yards in the first half, Justin Fields was. And I'm like, bro, how lo- much longer are we going to continue to make excuses for this? Like, we can't. We, 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 are, we are grown men that have watched football our whole lives, and we know what good quarterback play looks like. Like, what we don't know, right, which is what everyone seems to be thinking, is what development looks like. Oh, he's on his path. Because we don't even know what that looks like. But we know what good quarterback play looks like. And I think it's, again, it's how much longer are we going to be like 6 for 10? Oh, you know what, though? If we roll him out, he'll be all right. Or if the offensive line was better, he would be good. It's like, no, we're here. We are here. Justin Fields should be better than he is. Right? Let's, 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 let's at least agree on that. Where he is at, year three, I don't care what you're talking about, he should be better today, significantly better today than he is. Where where the gap where where, where he where he is and where we want him to be should be smaller. I think that needs to be very clear. Where Justin where he is at right now, in real time, where he's at, and where we want him to be is a large gap. Where he should be to where we want him to be, that should be smaller than it is right now. And I think that's my biggest issue with I have with Justin Fields. And not even Justin Fields the person. I don't care. I don't even know Justin Fields, right? So I can't talk about him and the person. No. But I can talk about my team. I can talk about the Bears. I can talk about what I want for them. And my team deserves a top 10 quarterback. And if you don't have that, it's okay to move on. I was I was listening to national radio just we were playing the CBS radio before I got on the air. Everyone was saying fire Brian Dable. Everyone. Last year, coach of the year. Everyone, last year, people were like, oh, damn, we missed. We got the wrong one. And everybody's complaining. It's just hard. It's hard in the NFL. But you know what a good coach looks like. You know what a good quarterback looks like. You know what a dynamic playmaker looks like. And you've pointed him out. It's DJ Moore. These are things that our eyes are telling us, guys. And it's okay to to go against the not against the grain, but to just be a realist and say Justin Fields is good, but he's not good enough to put the Bears in the playoffs every single year, and that's okay. It's Gabe Ramirez, six seventy score, taking your calls three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Let's go to Mike out in Maywood. So, Mike, you you uh you like Justin Fields, huh? Well, you know I. I like him. Uh, I mean, like you said, you made up some good. You brought up some very good issues. And you look at Deshaun and the quarterbacks that came out of his class, even CJ uh, Stroud. Damn. But I mean, you know, I guess I love the Bears so much that I'm settling. Yeah. Damn, you sound like, bro, bro, Mike, Mike, let me tell me, let me say something. Stay there. Don't, 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 don't let him stay there. Um, you sound like you're my boy. And you're talking to me about your girl. You're like, first of all, you sound depressed as hell. You're like, man, you know what I'm saying? My girl, she just, I'm settling though. It's like, yeah, I know. And I'm your boy that's like, leave her. Leave her. She's treating you bad. Like, you deserve better than this. Leave her. That's, and so, like, but, but, but we get it, Mike. You've been in abusive relationships in the past. You like the White Sox. You like the Bears from, from the 2010s with Trubisky. And now here you are because you, you think that's all you deserve. And you deserve more, Mike. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree, man, but they're not going to do anything. They, Jim McMahon said it best. The Bears won't be good till they get new owners. Damn. And that's what a lot of people feel. That's what a lot of people feel. But I don't, I'm like, what's the owner doing? You know, I hear that complaint a lot. Oh, the McCaskies. Like, what do you think the McCaskies are doing? They're not playing any snaps. And I get it. I I understand the argument. They're making the football decisions, or they're hovering over the football decisions. Like, you could say something like that. The coaching decisions and who they're drafting. Mitch Trubisky instead of Patrick Mahomes, or Deshaun Watson, for that matter, who's not playing necessarily well. But... Like what? Like you get a new owner, and what do you think's gonna happen? New scouting department? <laughs> like what? That's the part that I'm, 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 um, and I get it. I understand what you're saying, right? But th- that that's more a statement for like the White Sox, right? Because you get a new owner, then they'll spend money. You get a new owner, and they'll, you know, put a better product on the field via free agency or whatever. Like the Bears have money. Bears have cap space. The Bears have draft capital. Like. I don't know. I don't like that argument just because I feel like it's a cheap way out. I feel like we, we're, we're smarter sports fans than that. We can come up with a better answer instead of like skipping everything that's actually in front of your face and going towards the owners of the Bears. Like there's so many steps in front of that. But I get it. I get it. I get it. Let's go back out to the phones. Jonathan from Aurora. Jonathan, what do you think about this Bears game after after this loss to the Vikings? I had it with them, you know. I am done with them right now. I I don't even want to support this team until the McCaskies sells the team because ever since George McCaskey has took over the team since 2011, they only had one winning season. And you know what? You, you know who's my new adopted team now? I want to watch on Sundays. I want to watch the Kansas City Chiefs because <laughs> they got the owners that know what they're doing. They know how to draft players. They know how to get free agency. And, and they're fun to watch on Sundays. They're not depressing like the Chicago Bears are. And um, Justin Fields, that guy that guy is terrible. He hangs on to the ball too long. That was the reason why he got hurt uh, today. Yeah. Let me ask you this, yeah, Jonathan. Let me ask you this, Jonathan. If you said the McCaskies to start off, and I just went on a little rant. Yeah. But – what what like what do you think a new owner is going to do? Like you talked about the Kansas City Chiefs and drafting, they lucked in the Patrick Mahomes because teams in front of them, like the Bears, were idiots and drafted the wrong guy. So they lucked into that. They traded up to get him, granted, but they lucked into that. And then in terms of free agencies, yeah, free agencies love to go where the best quarterback plays. So it's easy to get free agents if you have the best quarterback. It, it looks like you're drafting the right guys because you landed on you know a generational talent in Patrick Mahomes. So that's an unfair comparison, right? But but again, going back to my question, if if like what do you think is going to be different if the McCaskies sell the team? Uh, we we gotta find we gotta find the football guys. Get an owner that could bring in the football guys. They or did. Like they Kevin brought in Warren Kevin Warren to do the job. But they brought in Kevin yeah. Warren. He's a football guy. Yeah, he is. A they, football they brought guy. in Matt Eberflus, who's been around the league for decades, and who who, yeah. who had a proven track record on the deal. Like they've done the right things. It's just hasn't panned out because of the quarterback. I want to yeah. make it very clear. Like, you have yeah. to have a good quarterback in the NFL. Everyone looks you like do. a genius if you have a good quarterback. Everyone. Yeah. And everyone looks like an idiot when you don't. And that's where they're at. Yeah. Bears are at right now. They have a they have a I quarterback that isn't top 10, and it's just unfortunate. I'm ready to move on from Justin Fields because um, um, 
after after I've been seeing him the last few games, he hangs onto the ball too long. He fumbled the ball, and you know he he got hurt because he he had he had time to throw the ball. DJ Moore was wide open in the end zone the few plays before that, and he and he just missed on that 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 play. We need a quarterback that's going to read the, the defense too, and I'm I'm hoping we will move on from Justin Fields this year because I'm done with him. All right, thanks for the call. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Hanging out till 5 a.m. on the radio, taking your phone calls. I'm not trying to, listen, I'm not here to, to crap on the opinions of the people, right? I just want, like, that, that was, he's a really good caller, Jonathan Aurora. But you're, Jonathan, and you're watching all these games, I just feel like, you can point to a lot of other things that's wrong with this team other than just the McCaskies. I think it's a cheap, cheap way out. You're, you're smarter than that. You watch way too much football. You spend way too much of your time watching football on Sundays to call up and be like the McCaskies. No. Tell me something else. Tell me Cole Komet is overrated. Tell, tell me that, that Justin Fields, you know, is terrible at, at, at distributing the ball. Tell me the play calling is horrible because they don't feed Deontay Foreman. Tell me that Darnell Mooney has regressed a little bit. Tell me that Nate Davis going down in the middle of the game hurt. Tell me Cody Wire sucks as a center and Lucas Patrick wasn't any better and the Bears didn't do a good job of addressing the center position in the offseason. There's so many different storylines that you can talk about other than the McCaskies. And I'm here for it. That's why the phone lines are open. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Mike out in Las Vegas. Mike. Talk to me about this Bears team, Mike, and uh, you know what, what what you think about them in the present. Hey, Gay man, I totally agree with you, man. To the caller that keeps saying, the people keep calling in talking about, you know, we need an offensive line and a defensive line. Listen, no team has an all pro. Uh, every player on the offensive line is Preach. all pros. Every player on the defensive line is all pro. Joe Burrow, I'll take Joe Burrow for example. He is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. He has been sacked 135 times, more than Justin Fields has been sacked. The year he took the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl, he was the third most sacked quarterback in the history of the foot in the game. He got sacked 70 times in the year he took Cincinnati to the Super Bowl, but still he took Cincinnati to the Super Bowl because he's the NFL quarterback. I mean, I'm tired of people talking about. Uh, listen, Justin, you're not going to have all teams have problems. No team has a perfect offensive line. No team has a perfect defensive line. You're going to have issues. But if you have a good, a great quarterback, that covers up a lot of issues, especially on the offensive line. You know, you make quick decisions, getting the ball out your hand, not taking sacks. That, you know, you can build around a franchise quarterback. But the franchise quarterback is the piece. And without that, you're not going anywhere. It's like an engine in the car. You know, I can have, you know, nice rims. You know what I mean? I can have a nice stereo system. You know what I mean? I can have, you know, nice seats. But unless I got an engine, I'm not – my car not going anywhere. That's a okay? great point. And, uh, you know, so I, 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 I need that franchise quarterback, man. Yeah. And until we get that franchise quarterback, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, you're I right. I don't care what type of offensive line or defensive line or linebackers we have. That doesn't matter in today's NFL. Maybe in the 80s. Maybe the 85 Bears, yeah, okay, maybe back then. <laughs> but not in 2023. Nah. I need me a Mahomes or, 
you know, a Brady or somebody like that. You know, I need that that right. type of player. And I talk, Mike. I, I talk. I talk about all the time, like that. That you know, in the NFL, you got to have a top ten quarterback. But you know, even if you get to top eight, right? Twenty five percent of the league has it. So it's not like it's it's unattainable. It's not like it doesn't exist, right? You can get a quarterback that is in that upper echelon, and 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 it's okay to move on from some. You know, when you're in there, you brought up Joe Burrow. That's a great point. Not every team is sitting there rocking all pro linemen in both sides of the trenches. You like you have to. That's the that's the beauty of the NFL, right? That's why they have cap. That's why they have cap. Uh, that's why they have salary cap, so that that way no team could just have a juggernaut. You have to decide as an owner, as a franchise, where you're going to put your money, how you're going to construct the roster, and and some some facets of your game are going to suffer, right? I mean that's just the fact yeah. of the matter. I mean look at the Kansas City Chiefs, right? What if you were yeah. to talk about the worst part about their team? You think that you think that their wide receiver room is is is, is pe- people are fearful of their wide receiver room with Rasheed Rice and, and MVS? Like no, but 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 no, they have no. Patrick Mahomes though, right? He can he can hide yeah. that. And then so what do you do if your wide receiver room is bad because you know you got a good quarterback? You spend money on a defensive line. You go pay Chris Jones. You go get you. You know what I'm saying? Like you do other things because you have to be creative. But as you mentioned, it, it has to start with the franchise quarterback. Again, I've seen Tom Brady, and I granted it's Tom Brady, but a great quarterback makes receivers better. I've seen him throw to Wes Welker and, Jay, and, 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 and Julian Edelman. They're not no all-pro receivers. Right. I mean, he made them into uh, re, uh, respectable receivers. I've never heard of those guys before. But with Justin Fields, oh, we need a top uh, two receiver. we got to go out and spend $20 million on a receiver. No. No, you don't. If you had a if you had a top tier quarterback, you could make a receiver. You know what I mean? It's just like I, I just I mean I, I I don't understand that I don't understand what we even the little time when Bajan was in there today, you could see to me you could see quicker decision making and the ball getting out of his hand more. Yeah, we we actually seen we seen that all all preseason long. We seen that all preseason long, and I think that's what you know that's why people were even just a little bit excited about Bajan. But the reality is you'd want to marry the two. You'd want to marry the two. If you could if Justin Field and Tyson Bajan had a baby, he'd be that probably that top 8 quarterback that you guys were waiting for. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 the score. And shout out to everybody that's been calling in, shout out to everybody that's been texting in as well. The text line's going crazy right now. Got a shout out who I got here. Shout out Nita that's listening right now. She's a little fine ass. I see I see you. Uh, appreciate you listening and texting in. She texted in that I was cute. She thinks I'm cute. She saw me on TV tonight. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I guess I guess I do have, I guess I don't have a face for radio, is, is what they would say. Uh, but we're going to continue to take your phone calls. I want to hear from you. 312-644-6767 is Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score. What's been frustrating you since the Bears lost to the Minnesota Vikings earlier today, 19-13? What is frustrating you? I want to hear it. 312-644-6767. Your call's on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez right here live and local on a football Monday on 670 The School. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. His demeanor was great. It's always great. He's he's cool, calm, collected. Um, you could see that out there. He was that way the entire time. I thought he had good command uh, when he was out there in terms of getting the plays and getting the plays out. Um, there was no really uh, you know snafus there in terms of that with the operation. But uh, we really like where he is. And uh, you know we just said to him, "Hey, you got this." You know, and uh, he went out there. And as a backup quarterback, you always know you're one play away from playing the entire game. So uh, that's a. Uh, that's what he got. He's there for, and that's what he got called on to do. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on six seventy. The score. Hanging out with you on a Plumbers nine one one football Monday, presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game. Illinois.com. Gabe Ramirez hanging out with you on a nice little overnight shift because I want to be here for you. I'm like your primo. I'm your. I'm your. I'm your. I'm your soundboard. I'm like that song, lean on me when you are down, when the bears aren't around. <laughs> and Justin Fields lets you down. Uh, so just call on me, brother. 312-644. Uh, we're just so depressed. You got to find the humor somewhere. I think that's where ultimately where we're at. Of course, that was Coach Eberflus talking about Tyson Bajan. Poise is certainly there. All right, I'll give you the I'll give you the I'll give you the tidbit that Corey Wooten told me. So Corey Wooten and I we watch the post game together. We do it on Fox thirty two. Uh, former Bear Corey Wooten, and he pointed out something very interesting about the the tush push by Tyson Bajan. Dante Foreman got down to the one yard line on that run. The play before it was like an eight yard scamper. Guy had been running well all game. And you would think he got down to the one, you feed the beast. That's what happens in professional football. You you go and give the guy the, that got you there the opportunity, at least the opportunity, one one rep to get the touchdown. Corey Wooten looks at me after the tush push, and he goes, Gabe, Luke Getze wanted to create controversy. I said, what? What do you mean? Tell me more about this. He goes, you give Dante Foreman the ball there. Everyone knows that. The fact that you did a tush push for Tyson Bajan, it was because he wanted his guy to look good. Let's not forget, Lou Getze coached Tyson Bajan at the Senior Bowl. Let's not forget that. Tyson Bajan had 12 teams that wanted to sign him after being an undrafted free agent, and he chose the Bears because of Lou Getze. Let's be very clear. So you don't think Lou Getze, Eberflus, Ryan Poles, remember, Justin Fields is not their guy. Tyson Bajan is. Tyson Bajan's somebody they brought in. And so Corey said that he thought Luke Getze was trying to give Tyson Bajan some pub, getting that touchdown because that's his guy. Talked about it today on uh, Fox 32 also on, on uh, Sports Zone. Um, I got a bunch of calls here. I'm curious what you guys have to say about that. 312-644-6767. Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Let's go to Robert out in Chicago. Robert, what's up, man? Talk to me about Justin Fields. You know, I 
I think it's not just Justin Fields. It's an organizational failure. And if, you know, unfortunately, if Fields was put in another, on another team, for example, if you put him, like, on the Falcons right now, with you know, he would be playing a lot better than Ritter. And he, that offense is set perfectly for him. He, it's just, like, it, it's not so much Fields needs to improve, too, but, like, he's just in a bad position. You know what I mean? When he was at Ohio State, he had really good receivers. He had a good offensive line and stuff. And then he comes here, and it's like, it's just a disaster. So he's not really the answer. And, you know, it's, it's he needs to improve, but also it's the organization that's put him in this position. So I think it's time to draft Caleb Williams and, and move on. Yeah, what do you, you know, what would you say is your biggest issue with Justin Fields, Robert? His his the interceptions that he throws. There it's like he believes in his arm, but but usually when he's throwing an interception, it's just not the best decision in that moment, right? Where he's held the ball too long, there's a certain level of pressure that's there now or he's trying to make a throw because he does have believability in his arm. It, it, they are usually bad interceptions or bad turnovers. Let's say whether they're fumbles or interceptions. I think we could bunch all right. turnovers together for Justin Fields. I'm just saying, like, if you put him on the Jets with a good defense or, you know, the Falcons with a better offense, he would be looking a lot better. And it's just we have an incompetent coach and a really incompetent offensive coordinator, and it doesn't help field's development so i just think a fresh start for everyone would be great at this point you know what i mean that's just yeah just white clean you even think of you even think the coaching staff like a new start there as well yes yes definitely okay. yes i know it's yeah. tough aren't you tired of the cycle that we're in i feel like you know I wish we would have fired him you know like the the day after the broncos game the the loss you know, after that, that was just ridiculous that they blew that type of a lead. And the Bears don't fire people in during the season, but they should have just fired him right there. And then, you know, and and started to see how how Fields develops from there. Like, we, he, he's surrounded by incompetent people. Yeah, which is, un, which is unfortunate. And I think, again, it goes back to the, the point I made earlier. Everybody in Kansas City looks extremely competent because you have Patrick Mahomes there. Now, now, let's be very clear. Andy Reid is there, and we know what he can do to an offense. So I want to obviously not discredit what he can do. But everybody else, Eric Bieniemy had to go leave somewhere else because the, the thought was, you know, he had Patrick Mahomes. So can you operate another offense at a high level? Matt Nagy comes, Matt Nagy got a coaching job out of it. I mean, that's just what it is. Uh, let's, let's go to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Nita out in Chicago. Nita, welcome to the show. Hi. So uh, what did you think about this Bears game? Well, it ain't so much of what I think about the Bears game. I'm more concerned with the mentality of the Bears fans. Why do y'all always get upset when the Bears be the Bears? Like, <laughs> they start off okay, and then they always end up being trash, and everybody's upset. We do this every year. Like, why y'all do that? You're right. Bears gonna bears, right? So why 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 do we get yeah? And then we get emotionally invested in the team, Nita. That's what is the happening. You know what it is? Because it's men. Men get a bad rap, and women for that matter. And we love hard. You know what I'm saying? We're loyal. Mm. 
You know what I mean? So it's like this is we're ride or die with this Bears team no matter what. And and even when they suck, you're just like, well, what am I going to do? Go root for the Packers? Like that's not going to happen, right? So to prove our loyalty, to prove our our passion and our our desire for our team, we end up you know being emotionally attached to it and have crappy Mondays because of whatever happens with this team. You, 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 you <laughs> don't understand. have a crappy Monday every Monday, though. It's like yeah. every single Monday. Don't y'all get it already? The Bears is cursed. <laughs> and, they're, and, they're tra- and they're trash. Um, Nita, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for calling in, okay? Bye. <laughs> I'll talk to you. All right, uh, let's go back out to the lines. 312-644-6767 from Nita to Buffy. Buffy in North Aurora, I know you're a Packers fan. What do you think about this Bears team? Gabe, this is my deal. First of all, I love your show. Um, I've been listening for a long, long time, and I think you Bear fans have got to, you know, stop blaming management and coordinators and Justin. you got to think outside the box. Ever since the 85 Bears, and I was married to a Bear fan, and God love him, I miss him. He passed away eight years ago. He, I always told Jimbo, the demise of the Chicago Bears was when they let go of the Honey Bear cheerleaders. Get those girls back. That's what you need. Yeah, uh, they're going to make a big difference, huh? Distracting the other team or what, Buffy? <laughs> no, this is my thought. You know, the guys sitting on the bench, like the offense waiting to come out. You know, if they get a wink from one of those cute bitches, you know, it'll just spark them up and they'll go out on the field and things are going to, it's good. It can't do, it can't do no bad. You're right. Okay. Okay. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Oh man. But we will not refer to women as such. Not on this show. I have two daughters, a loving mother, beautiful, everything. No, we're not going to do that. But I like it though. Shout out for the phone call. Shout out Buffy for the phone call. All right, let's go back out. I love, I love, hey guys, I want to say this. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. You guys do really do make me feel better. That's the beauty of being on the radio at this point. Because I'm frustrated just like you guys are. But we get to have a little bit more unfiltered conversation than the rest of the shows are going to have. Like you could talk about the honey bears being bees on the, on the radio. Let's not do that though. Uh, let's go out to John on the road. John, you saw Tyson Bajan today. Obviously, if we're going to give Justin Fields three years of grace, we cannot just make an immediate assumption about the play of Tyson Bajan. But what did you think about what he did? talking to? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Justin Fields, he played, he was playing a decent game. I you know, whatever. I'm not off of his bandwagon, but this Tyson Magic kid, he set all sorts of records in college. I'm still fuming over Kyle Orton, getting rid of Kyle Orton when he, when we traded him for Sexy Rexy. And Kyle Orton broke all of Drew Brees' records at Purdue. But we never gave him a chance. Now everybody's saying, oh, just take the season and go out and draft this other quarterback that's, you know, some hotshot kid in college, wherever he is. Wait a minute, you got a kid who's sitting there who's... He he excited me today with his game. Tyson Badgett, he was awesome. Yeah, I mean, he was... Um, he, 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 looked, he looked good, you know, uh, John, he... he it was just different, you know. It's just different, but but not but 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 not you know good, you know. It's not like he blew you away. But then again, I just mentioned you can't judge him off of that. That's that's silly, silly. He hasn't played a football game like a real one since December. 
It's October 16th. And let alone playing like Division Two. He came in the middle of a game. That's wild. Middle of the game and went 10 for 14 to start. Hit DJ Moore on a dime up the middle. Checking it down to Cole Komet properly. It just seemed right in certain moments. Yeah, did he? Okay, well, we cannot like fault him for it. And I know a lot of people are going to talk about the fumble. Okay, bro. How many <laughs> times do you see someone fumble the ball? And they, <clears throat> oh, my God, hold on. How many times do you see someone fumble the ball and you're like, hey, you got to protect the ball better, right? But you need the reps to know that. Like, oh, and, and at Shepherd College, I could keep the ball right here, and I wasn't really worried about a defender coming within a yard of me. In the NFL, they are on me, like flies on poop, in like two seconds. So next time I go out there, when I watch the tape, two hands on the ball, when the pocket collapses, I'm clutching, I'm going down, whatever it is. You're going to learn those things. So we can't knock him for the, for the, for the, uh, the fumble. For the interception, he said it himself. Hey, man, I did a terrible job giving DJ Moore an opportunity to put us in a good position to, to get, make that play. Okay, he owned it. Yeah, you sucked. You threw a duck. It's okay. Like, that's fine. I'm here for that. But again, he's not. Uh, all I can say is I, the only reason I would, I enjoy, I would enjoy watching Tyson Bajan, not because I think he's going to take over, not because I think he's great, but because you're going to get an exciting game. Bears might win by 10. Bears might lose by 10. But it'll be a good game. Entertaining one for certain. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670, the score. Let's go to Peter. Peter, so what do you think about this coaching staff? They 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 had some head-scratching moments for sure today. Oh, 4615. Hey, Gabe, I'm sorry. I was just checking in on my load. <laughs> no, you're good, Peter. Um, yeah, man, like I like – First of all, thanks for accepting my call because as a Bears fan, Ben seen is like the best thing right now. Um, I basically was just wanted to say my frustration. It's bad enough to play on the field, but it, it has to be the press conferences. Because when I listen to Coach Eberflus or even uh, Getsy and like the way they go about acting as if us Bears fans didn't just watch 60 minutes of football and don't know what the heck we're seeing on the field, it, it just makes me want to throw something at my TV screen. Because, like, I play baseball, you know, like, and I, and I remember you alluded to earlier in the show how you played sports as well. And even in baseball where you're expected to fail more than you succeed, we've had way more blunt and um, straight-to-the-point coaches than what a professional football team right. were owned in. <laughs> Right, right. So, so it's like it's like that frustrates me. I'm like, why are he? I mean, why is he smacking his players on the wrist? Like, I, I, I just don't get it. And then I, you, it's like you hit everything on the head. Like earlier, you speaking on Getsy and how everybody was praising him. I remember that it was like a five to six game gap where the offense was averaging like thirty points, yep. and people was like, oh, he's going to get higher next year. And I'm looking like, wait, for doing the obvious. For, for 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 giving a ball to our best athlete on the field, like that's like, come on now, like I don't I don't I don't, I don't even know, bro. Like, <laughs> and and it's like people be like, why do you root for them? Like my girlfriend, she acts like, why do you do this every week? I don't know, I I, I can't. It's, <laughs> like like if I could give up, if, if if giving up being a fan was was so easy, I would have been done it. But it's like that frustrates me too. So it's like 
bro, I don't even know where to go. I really don't. And then I don't even have a solution. You know, so it's just it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Because you know, Peter, I'm all about the solutions, not the problems. And my, my, so maybe, maybe your girl and my wife can hang out together because they'll be saying the same thing. Like, what are you, why do you do this to yourself? Man, and then she see just how depressed I be too. Bro, like, I don't even want to talk to my girl when I get home. Like right now, <laughs> right, like, I, right. like I've been working all day today, and like like tomorrow she's gonna be like, "How was work?" I'm gonna be like, "It was cool." <laughs> you know, I'm not even gonna give her yes. like, "It was cool. It was alright. It was it's just." But yes. but, but but I mean, it, 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 it is frustrating. I think you bring up some great points, Peter. I think first and foremost, <laughs> yeah. it is about the slap on the wrist to these players, right? Because if you are yeah. gonna create a winning culture, it's one thing to tell people like, "Hey, run hard, run fast." It's another thing, like, right. you have to hold these people accountable, right? I mean, right. even even people that are really good at, at their job, regardless of what the job is, right? Let's say, like, a painter, a musician, uh-huh. whatever the case is. Those people that are at that top tier, they still appreciate constructive criticism, right? And a lot of people hey. around those people, regardless of the profession, right, they're all yes men, yes men. You're doing good. You're killing it. You're great. Yeah. You're great. You're great. And nobody's sitting there being like, hey, you know what? Maybe if you did this different because they're fearful of what people would say. And so that's the point that I feel like you're trying to make, and I'm really uh, agreeing yeah. with because sometimes you got to check these people. Hey, Justin, check it out, Papa. You ain't doing yeah. it. like this is not right. You know what I mean? This is not right. Like it's and it's okay to say that because the the because the, then you 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 belittle the fan base by trying to do smoke yeah. and mirrors, trying to make them yeah. think that they're seeing something that they're not. But we all see what yeah, we're I mean, seeing, you know. Yeah, be rewatching the game. Like, hold on, did I miss right. something? Like, what the? They're like, oh, se- know, so- second and one. Oh, second and one with Tyson Bajan, a rookie quarterback that hasn't that's facing a team that's blitzing every down. Is second and one. You got Dante Foreman <laughs> that's killing, and you want to throw a screen, and then that doesn't yeah. work. And then what do you do after that? Another screen. Like it just blows my mind. The arrogance and the everything that's going on with like these kinds of things, and then it should be okay for Ibrahim to come out and be like, "Hey, yeah, you know what? We probably should have called a couple runs right there." Like, just own it. And they're not going, and they're not going to do Never. it. Never. And, that, and that, frustrates, that frustrates me too because it's like, where's this arrogance coming from? Like, y'all have a resume of doing the right thing Preach. for a long period of time. Like, Preach. you guys are inexperienced too. Like, everybody keeps talking about, oh, Justin, this really technically his second year. Okay, these these coaches second year too. They don't Facts. know what the heck they're doing. Yeah, and, and and they show it every Sunday or Thursday, but every every week, bro. And, and it's like, frustrating. Well, yeah, like what are we gonna do? And then it's like, okay, Paul, you know, I, you know, I, I rock with him somewhat because you know he made some great decisions as well. But like the president guy, like okay, look, since the stadium thing is on hold because of taxes or whatever the heck it may be. All right, dude, do something. Show the fans <laughs> that you're watching too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, do something. I, I don't care if you fire the equipment manager. We need to see somebody leave for something. <laughs> don't like, don't don't call for that. Don't call for that man's job. Don't call not him. Call for somebody else's. Not that man. I appreciate the call, Peter. Anytime I'm on next week, I'll be on as well. I hope I, I hope I get another call from you, man. Uh, we, you and I could most certainly chop it up. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. But we're going to get back to your phone calls on the other side. So don't go anywhere. And if you're in your car and you're as passionate as Peter and your your girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife is asking you those very same questions, why the hell you still follow this team, just ignore them and call me and we could talk about it. And I'll be a better companion than that. All right. 312-644-6767. Your calls on the other side. What are your thoughts about this Bears game? What are you frustrated about? I want to hear it. Gabe Ramirez will take your calls next at 670 to score. Thanks, Captain Obvious. 
I mean, there ain't no particular area. I mean, just overall, just being being better. And, like, I mean, for us, I think what was the only touchdown we gave up was the two-minute before then. So, I mean, just stuff like that. We, we want to try to take something like that off the board. But, I mean, again, we hold ourselves to a high standard. So, I mean, just a situation like that, we, we don't want to give that up at the end before half. Did you guys take steps as a defense? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we came out there, we limited the pass, shut off the run. So, I mean, overall, I think we just want more turnovers. But other than that, I think we took some good steps. But, again, we got to do more. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Jalen Johnson right there talking about the Bears defense. I do think they took a step in the right direction. And not just because of the health of the players, but also because there seems to be more effort on the defensive side, and that's something I can get behind. I, used to, I was saying that all last year, before we get out to the phone lines again, I said that all last year, like in the middle of the season when the team's defense was just horrible. And I came on the radio and I was like, hey, guys, hey, defense, we want to love you. You're not playing well, but we want to love you. We, we want to see you. We want to call your name on Sunday. That's all we want to do. So, so make a play. And so this year, I feel like, you know, what's happened over the last couple of weeks is the defensive intensity has increased, most certainly. And I think guys, you know, tasted victory and they wanted to, they wanted to feel it again. It's addicting. And that's what we saw from this Bears team. Uh, but but still, still levels of frustration that exist. I think that's for sure. We're still frustrated. And I'm curious what you're frustrated about. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Kyle out in Chicago. So, Kyle, what do you think about the situation that the Bears are in right now? I'm content. I, I've i come to realization, like, we're just stuck in it. Um, we have to, Bear fans have to come to the harsh realization that with the NIL and with college athletes now getting sponsorship money from, let's say, Caleb Williams and Wendy's money and NIL money, there's no promise that even if we get him at one, that he'll want to come here, that he'll want to come to the situation. We're not a laughing stock of the media, but it, it's very noticeable our offensive woes. Whether Caleb Williams handlers know if he comes here, he's going to get whacked twenty times by game eight. And I, if I was him, I would rather go back to USC than come here. So we are stuck with Justin Fields for a little while because that realization you don't want to waste a first round pick on a guy that doesn't want to come here. But with that being said. We can look forward to maybe having a superstar wide receiver in Marvin Harrison Jr. We can take a superstar left tackle in our first and second uh, picks. And if that doesn't work out, we'll be picking top five in 2025, still with Justin Fields on our rookie contract. So I'm just content with what we have. The product isn't good, but we're, we're here. And we are here. We are with Justin Fields. Uh, are you? Have you watched enough Caleb Williams? Or have you just heard people talk about him? I've watched enough, and I know how this weekend went for him, and a lot of fans turned his back on him losing. But um, you know, I've been looking ahead for you know the Trevor Lawrence classes, the Joe Burrow classes, the Caleb Williams classes, the classes where they, there's that one shining star that always is right there. This class has been a very uh, sought-after class. When it comes to quarterback, uh, Drake May is another name. So last year when Justin Fields was showing bright spots and brilliance, 
that kind of talk died down. The offseason came around. People were counting out the quarterbacks of the upcoming class. The microscope got even harder on Justin Fields, and right now it's at all-time high because now we have that number one pick. Now we have that number two pick right now if the season ended today. So that microscope is at all-time hard luck on Justin Fields, but I just know if I'm a Caleb Williams handler or Caleb Williams himself, I wouldn't want to enter the situation. We got an offensive coordinator that was a quarterback's coach for a quarterback that never needed a quarterback's coach. We have a defensive-minded head coach that's playing defensive coordinator, and it's just not a proper situation to even bring a superstar like those, either Drake May or Caleb, into the situation. That's unfair to them. We just need to get better from the top down, and I think Kevin Warren is a great choice to start that. I, I don't believe he would keep Iberflues after the season, but we'll see. But it, it starts with the coaching and the play calling to make us look in a better light so a quarterback would want to come here, so free agents would want to come here. And I think that that's what you ultimately want, right, Kyle, is to be a destination for teams. I talked about it earlier. If your quarterback situation is taken care of, if there's continuity and consistency uh, in the in the – in the, in the organization, then people are going to want to come be a part of it because they're going to think, hey, you're, you're a piece away from being a Super Bowl contending team. And that's where, you, that, that's where the rich gets richer. You know, you used to do, do that all the time, dollar in the bucket, talking about the Bulls. The Bulls in the 90s. The rich always got richer. Bulls would always make some sort of, you know, late season addition or some, some roster move. Remember like Bison Deli or whatever, like guys like that. Someone that could help your team immediately in the playoffs for whatever was you were deficient of heading into it. And you see it in the NBA now, right? Or any team for that matter, where you get the, the veteran discounts because the veteran already made his money and now he wants to win a ring. So he goes to a team that is a piece or two away. And so, you know, the Bears are trying to get to that place, but they're certainly in, in a in a in a purgatorial space which is frustrating because then that means that we have to live there as well as Bears fans and that's the frustrating part but Justin Fields Caleb Williams like man maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm in it too where I just want the 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 whatever's on the opposite side of the fence right where I'm like can we just have like a real quarterback quarterback can we just can we not have this like 2023 version of a of RoboCop some guy that can run fast and throw the ball well, but like, you know, and then you try to develop his quarterback skills. How about the guy that could just play the quarterback position well? How about that guy? You know, maybe he's not maybe he's not as mobile, right? But man, he's you know, he's a, he got a laser and he's accurate and he makes good decisions. The guy that plays Madden all the time. So let's be very clear. Sometimes some of us Madden players, we think like, what's the what's the big deal? You get up to the line of scrimmage, you call some audibles, you call hike, and you know exactly where the play is going to go because you can see what the defense is. Ah, it sounds so easy. If it was, Justin Fields would be doing it. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we're going to hear from Tyson Bajan, the man himself. Got an opportunity to get his first snaps, his first taste of some NFL action. What did he think about it? Was he apologetic? Did he take ownership of his mistakes and his turnovers? We'll hear Tyson Bajan speak on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez here on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.